so last week, what uh, I started with, which is so important, whenever we talk about relationships, uh, you know, when, when you enter into any relationship, I don't care what it is, friendship, uh, you know, marriage, date, whatever, what are you looking for? Don't all speak at once. What are you looking for? Ultimately, what are you looking for? Just say it. It's okay. There you go. Thank you, Edward. Um, I said your name because of the podcast, so everyone's going to know it was you. Uh, we're all looking for love. Every single person is looking for love, right? If, if, if you weren't, you wouldn't enter into these relationships, right? So, so you're looking uh, to experience uh, what it means and what it, what it feels like to be loved, to love somebody else, right? You're, you're looking for that. And, and when it comes to love, we always have to start with what is love. And, and, and there's, there's different perceptions, different views as to what love is. And, you know, I brought up last week how it would be interesting if Ryan, our production guy, and I went around campus and we just asked random students uh, about love. What are their thoughts on love? What, what, how would they define love? I would be really interested to hear what those responses are uh, and how they would describe that, right? Because if you go into any bookstore and you go into the love section, it's absolutely massive, right? It's massive. And every one of those authors believes they've defined it, right? Like, like they're the ones that have now landed that plane for love, okay? And if you just read that book, you're good. Okay, so, so it's, it's this very broad topic. Now, the thing that I love about Scripture is uh, when you look at God's Word, it gives us a very clear um, definition, and, and it gives us the very clear characteristics of what love is. First thing is this, okay? Um, God says in His Word that He is love, okay? So, so first of all, we just need to understand that God says, I am love, <laughs> All right, by, by his very nature, he is love. And then the, here's some verses in how we see love described in John 15, 13. It says, greater love, this is Jesus talking, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Okay, so the ultimate um, example of, of love is, is what? He, he's saying is being willing to lay down your life for somebody else. Okay, and then I love 1 John 3, 16, where it says this. It says, by this we know love, that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. So, so by this we know what love is, by what Jesus did for you and for me. Now, what, what did Jesus do? Jesus gave up his life for us. Okay, so, so when you hear this term, the gospel, what is the gospel? That's the gospel, is that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, and gave his life for you and for me. He paid this penalty uh, that we had because there was sin in our life, this disconnect between us uh, and a perfect and holy God. And so Jesus came, bridged that gap, paid that penalty, placed it on himself, died on the cross for us, and he says, by this we know love, by this is that he took our sins, our mistakes, our failures upon himself, went to the cross for that, and he died for you and for me so that that penalty was taken from us so that we can now, through the work of Jesus, be reconciled and have a relationship with God. Incredible. 
He says, by this, you're going you're gonna to know what love is. And so the thing that, and, and I unpacked it more last week, so I don't want to take all this time up, but, but what we see with biblical love is, one, it is always in alignment with the nature of God. Always. So love cannot be outside of the nature of God. It cannot, um, it, it, love, if it's of God, is, is worshipful. It, it's clear that it glorifies him in it. Okay, because it cannot, if it's the biblical definition of love, it cannot be separate from who God is. Because he says, I am love, right? But then what is that played out? What does it look like? It's always from a biblical perspective, and this is really great for some of you that are like, what is, what is it biblically? It's always sacrificial. It's sacrificial in nature. You, you, like um, anything we talk about with a relationship, anything that we should be talking about with a relationship that, that comes from myself or anybody at, at our church, and, and you hear about like love and biblical love, sacrificial love should be the thing that just shines through. It's, it's the sacrificing nature of it. When we talk about marriage, oh my goodness, it is the ultimate of sacrificial love for, some, for another human being. Right and and so sacrifice. So when we talk about love, it's always it always should have the nature, the qualities, and the characteristics of God. It should be worshipful, and then second, it should be sacrificial in nature. Right. So for me to say I love you, it's a commitment that I'm going to put your wants and needs and desires ahead of my own, and I'm actually going to sacrifice mine for yours. That is a gnarly love, isn't it? Now the love that we hear about, the love that honestly is much more convenient and much more comfortable is what? Well, my heart wants to do this, so I love it. You know, like, like uh, I, I feel like, like, like you're the one for me. Like, I just feel that way, and so I just go with it, right? That's a lot easier um, to just, man, my emotions are caught up in this. Um, I, I desire that, and so I go for it. Um, but that is different than the love that we've been uh, talking about. Now, the question we have to ask is this, when we talk about this, this topic that we either avoid uh, or we just totally ignore, and that's this topic of, of singleness, okay? And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand uh, if you're single, because then this turns into a feeding zone. Um, it's like, oh, uh, they are single. Glad I was here tonight. Thanks for inviting me. Um, or now I know why you invited me. All right, great. Like, I know who I'm going to eat my pizza next to, okay? Um, <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, like, hey, raise your hand. I know some of you were counting on me doing that, and you're bummed right now, uh, but I'm not going to do that, all right? Uh, but my question for those of you that, 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 that are single, because one of the things that I think is very normal is, is this thought that either I've missed the boat I was supposed to be on, right? Like I missed out. Like the person I'm supposed to be with is with someone else. And some of you, you literally believe that. Or you literally go, that train, it was there, it was on the tracks, I was jumping onto the train, and then it didn't work out, and they got away, and you've literally lived in this, that the one person, the only person that God had created for me, that got away. And you, but like, you're living in that. So, so there's some of you like that. Then the others uh, are, what is wrong with me, right? There's something wrong with me. What is wrong with me? What's really tough uh, about that is some of you have people that affirm that. For some of you, it's a parent. It's like, what's wrong with you? 
Why, don't you, why aren't you uh, in a relationship? What, what's going on there? What's wrong with you? So, so literally, in your mind, you're recycling this thought of there's something wrong with me. And, and, and what I want to challenge you with is this question. Is the love of God, uh, the love that Jesus demonstrated for, for all of us on the cross, uh, is, was that exclusive for people that would be married or, or be dating? Like, no, right? In fact, you're like, no. Why do you treat yourself like that? Like, why? Why do you feel like the love that you can experience is less than because of your relationship status? And I think you have to ask that question. And, and, and you need to ask that because, to be honest, we treat ourselves like that, and we also treat other people like that. Okay? Like, like what we've done also in our culture is, is, is we will, like, affirm people based upon their relationship status, right? Oh, they're with someone. Like, oh, okay, we can like hang out. Oh, they're not with anybody. I wonder why. I wonder what's going on, right? So, so we culturally uh, treat people uh, different. But what I want to ask you guys tonight is, is first and foremost uh, this. Let's, let, and let's just put it all on the table. Are you here and are you looking, well, you're like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> that, that's for the podcast. That's for the podcast. <laughs> First question, are you looking for someone? And not like while you're here. Don't be looking around. Like in your life, when you think of a, a relationship, are you right now looking for someone? I think you have to be honest with yourself. Because sometimes you say, oh, no, no, I'm totally content. But deep down, you're looking for someone. So let's just first like be honest. A moment of honesty, right? Are you actually looking for someone right now? The next question is this, why? We never ask that question, right? Especially when it comes to this, why? Why are you looking for someone else? And, and what you're going to see there is you're going to see and get a window into what your hope is in. The why is so important. Why do I want a, a, to be in a relationship. Why? And then here's the last question, and it's the question that none of us uh, want uh, to ask, but is it best for you to be with someone right now? Is that actually the best thing for you? And I want you to just, I, you don't have to like, once again, like, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, like, just think about that. Is it actually best for you in your life, where you're at, to be with someone? And are you willing to admit that maybe it's not? Are you open to that? Or is that not even on the table? I'm not even going to let myself go there. And, 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 and so right now what, what I, I think is natural is like, well, Steve, uh, you're married, so why are you talking to us about being single? Um, and I would agree with you. Why am I? So I'm going to ask Will to come down here really quick, and I'm going to ask Will a couple questions. Where are you, Will? Uh, as Will comes down here, um, and I asked Will, yeah, I asked, yeah, clap it up, because, like, talk about just, like, just talk about awkwardness, right? Like, this topic's awkward. Poor Will. I'm like, hey, man, I'm talking about singleness. Do you want to do this? And he's like, um, and, and so anyway, but one of the reasons I asked Will is uh, to, to just, for one, is Will got married uh, when you were 35. 35. 
35, okay? Uh, now, for some of why I like that is for some of you, if you're still single at 30, you're like, my life is over, but it's done, right? Some of you are like 20, and you're like, God, if it doesn't happen this year, like, what are we going to do, you know? Like, I... My, my clock is ticking, you know, and it's ticking, you know, and so and some of you are like that. Some of you are like 22. You're 24, and you're just like, God, I'm going to graduate. Do you see? I'm graduating. This is it. This is my year, and, and, and you know what? You laugh. Guys, I did that. I remember when, when I was like, I, I was like, I'm going to be a youth pastor, and in my mind, and I've shared this before, it was like, God, for me to be a good pastor, you know I have to have a wife right? Like, that's just weird and awkward if I'm a single pastor. Right, God? This is for you. It's not about me. It's for you to use me, right? So I'm, I, I was there. I was negotiating with God, and God's like, no, I think it'd actually be great for you to be single and a pastor for a while, okay? And, and you know what? It's going to feel a little creepy, but you're going to navigate that as well, right? And, uh, and, and so uh, that was part of my thing, right? So I had graduated college. Um, I'd been a pastor for a couple of years before I met my amazing uh, wife. And, and, and so I always talk about how, like, you know, that season, uh, man, it was tough and, and all that. But Will, 35, gets married at 35, and, and so went through a, a single season longer than a lot of you are like, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. So he waited uh, to 35, and then he gets married. And, um, and then wife gets sick, loses her life, goes to heaven. And so then here Will is again, and he's single. And so he's navigating thoughts, feelings, emotions that I think so many of you are navigating and just working through. And so, Will, um, what would you say in those seasons you know, that you've been in, uh, what's, what's the most challenging piece to that? I think some of it, I mean, you laugh at what Steve was saying, like you're feeling like, oh, it's over with because I haven't met somebody. I mean, that was totally my case, 30, 35, 25. I thought college, find my wife, get married, have a bunch of kids. None of that's happened for it at least the kids and all that stuff. So, but I think the challenge is, is feeling the, open, the emptiness, the loneliness, that you're not good enough for it. You've done something wrong um, for it. I think that's, that's kind of one of the big challenges, like you're phys- feeling like you're missing out on part of your life. Uh, I think society kind of thinks in culture, at least with the U.S., is, is we feel like we need to have a partner. You need to be married. If you're not finding somebody married by college, then it's usually something's wrong. Like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Um, so I think, I think that's kind of the, the biggest thing is just trying to get past that, that emptiness, loneliness. What can you do to kind of change that? So what can you do to change that? <laughs> what, what, what are some, man, like, because you just hit on, I'm sure, a nerve uh, for many of uh, our college students that are here or on the podcast that are like processing through those same feelings. There's something wrong with me. I'm, I'm feeling alone. Um, and obviously, we see all these examples. We've got social media flooding us with couples, people that are happy. What, what, what do you try to do? And it's not like, you know, we were talking about this, and it's not like, oh, Will is this poster child of singleness. And how to, like, you know, but we've talked about the struggle in that. And what, for you, uh, what are the truths that you hold on to 
you know, when you're feeling that way. Yeah. I think sometimes it is just stop thinking about it for it. I think that's kind of hold that thought captive on what you feel like you're feeling. Um, not beat yourself up about it because it's not anything that you did. It's not what the truth is um, in the Lord. It's just trying to, to think about what can I do here and now um, with those that are around me, what kind of relationships are. Like Steve was touching about, it was like feeling loved and why are you feeling, what is love? What is that? And I think that's kind of the false impressions like, oh, if I have a wife, someone's there with me all the time, someone I can depend upon, then life's going to be better. I'm not going to be like alone, empty um, in this world. And I think that's not the case. You can still build friendships with guys, relationships, families, couples, and just hanging out with them and knowing that there's other other ways to feel love than to actually have to have a partner there walking alongside of you in life. One of the things I loved about what you said is, and you said it kind of funny, but was like, just stop thinking about it. And I think we go, ha, ha, ha. And then it's like, ah, right? It, oftentimes, the very thing we don't want to do or to consume our minds, it continues to consume our minds. Why? Because we keep thinking about it. Right, you've heard me talk about like when you when you think about like oh there's this struggle I have or this sin, and 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 we we go why do I keep falling into that? It's because your mind is so fixated on not doing it, and because you're so fixated on not doing it, you're thinking about it all the time, and I think for some of us uh, this consumes our mind. We put our head on our pillow at night. And we're just thinking about it over and over and over again. We're letting images, people, we're letting other couples, um, and, 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 and we can't, and, and we just keep processing it and thinking about what we're missing out on or what could be, right? And so I think just even in that, to like learn how to guard our minds from, from going to this place like that where it is consuming us, uh, that's critical. That's important. What would you say? the college students, the college College students, students. what would you say to to any of them who are, let's say, they're single right now and they don't want to be? What would you say to them? It's tough because it's kind of just being patient in the Lord. Um, That's where I kind of get it. There's one type that I was like after my wife passed a little bit and then just trying to start the whole dating thing again. It's like you wanted to have something there to have that compassion and companion to walk through there because you knew what it was kind of like. But then there's been times to realize, like Steve was saying, are you ready? Is it this time? Because back then I wasn't ready for a couple of times to be able to do dating or anything like that. So I think it's kind of really check your mind of why am I wanting to date for it? Is it really I wanted to date because I'm actually want to have a family in life or I'm wanting to do it because that's what culture is and I feel like the odd man out all the time because all my friends around me are dating and stuff with other people. And I think it's kind of just being cognitive of if you are in a relationship with somebody and you had a really close friend that is not single, a lot of times you'll start feeling like you're a third wheel um, coming along and hanging out with your other friends. And so that's kind of just, that's not the truth. In a lot of cases, if they're inviting you along to come out and hang out with them, it's okay. I think it's just um, we kind of put that in our mind because they have something that we don't have, then we think that there's something wrong. And so we want to retreat to what our kind of our comfort zone is to kind of come back and isolate ourselves. When in reality, the last thing we want to do is isolate ourselves. We mm-hmm. want to be around those that we love, to feel loved, to feel appreciated and wanted in life. So 
I think it's not trying to dwell upon it and try not to retreat to what your comfort zone or what you kind of feel your safety area is, is, is be bold and, and push yourself out there to, to actually push your limits and build those relationships in other ways that building with guys or in stuff and, and couples. Yeah, and, I, and there, there's two extremes, right? There's either the, like you said, um, I isolate myself, right? I, I feel like, well, now I don't fit in there or I don't even know where I fit in. So I isolate myself. And then there's another side that he didn't touch on that is, is just as dangerous. And what's that? Desperation dating is what I call it, right? Where instead of, instead of going to that space that he's talking about, some of you go, I have to make this happen. I have to find it. And, and, and for those of you that follow Jesus, you're like, thank you for getting me to this point, but now I know what I need, so I'm going to go make it happen. And, and that, that, honestly, that's, we don't even like the word desperation, but that's, that's what that is. That's a, that's a desperation dating mentality, and that's also dangerous uh, as well. But, yeah. man. I think the other thing, too, is just think about it is guard your heart of who's trying to push you to date and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the same time because I think a lot of college and kind of hanging out, wanting to party or whatever it is, is that's not the case, but who's speaking to your lives and telling you that you should be dating and not dating too? Because I think sometimes that culture will say, well, you need to be dating, but it's okay if you don't want to feel like you need to be dating. Being single and not wanting to date is all right. There's nothing wrong in being single for it. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Will is not the most extroverted person, so when you see him tonight, thank him, okay? Because uh, that's not easy. Um, guys, there is a verse that, man, I just kept going back to with this, with this topic. And, 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 and I think the, here, here's what's so dangerous about this. Whether it's singleness and then, and, and from singleness, I feel like I need to be in a relationship to then I'm in a relationship, a relationship and then there's a next step. Guys, culture is always going to be pumping the what's next, regardless of what, it, of what it is. And you're going to feel the pressure to get there, to arrive at that place. And if you don't fit into that, if you don't get there, um, then, man, there's something wrong. And you all of a sudden have those same thoughts again. You have those same insecurities and, and, and all of that. And, and, and so one of the verses uh, that really, really spoke to me on this topic is in Philippians 4.11. And it says this. And, and Paul is talking. He says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. That verse has always hit me. Um, and, 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 he's, and, he's, and he's talking about the context here is prison, <laughs> right? Um, and, and, and so not singleness prison, but, but literally prison. And, 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 and he's talking about, I have learned to be content in, in whatever situation I'm in. I've learned this secret in how to be uh, content. And, and, and when you go a little earlier in chapter 4 there, in verse 4, he says this. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then he says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he says in verse 8, and this is one I've challenged you guys with a lot. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, he says, think about these things. And so he's learned how to find this contentment, this contentment uh, in his relationship with God. And, and when you think about what, it, well, what is uh, being content, right? Well, the definition for content is a state of peaceful happiness. And what we see uh, in Scripture is, is essentially that this can only come from a relationship with God, this contentment. Now, here is the problem that we find that we struggle with. And like I said, this isn't just, oh, if you're single or not, is we continue to replace him as our, our source of contentment. We continue to replace him. And, and, and it's just in this case, the, the, the contentment we think we're going to find, we're depending on it through what? A relationship. If I just have a relationship, this, this romantic relationship, I will find contentment. I'll find that. I, it seems like they have that, and, and it seems like they're content. I'm not content, so that must be the thing that I'm missing out on. Okay, And so for, for many of us, we think that a relationship is going to give us something that a relationship could never give you in the first place. It's something that only God can give that we see in scripture. Only God can bring contentment into your life, okay? Like there's no other person that can. Uh, like I said, I've been married a while now and, and my wife doesn't like bring contentment into my life, right? Like, like that's not like a byproduct of our relationship. I love my wife, I, I love our relationship, but, but contentment is something I found that only comes uh, through uh, God. And, and, and I think for any of you right now that are thinking, I can only find this contentment, this peace uh, in my life through a relationship, you need to stop because it's not true. It's just not true. It's not going to deliver on that. It's just not. And, 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 I, and I think for, for others of you as well, you may be seeing this in your life in a different perspective. For some of you, you've been in a relationship and it didn't work out and you cannot move on. You continue to replay it, relay it, go back to it, and, 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 and you literally are like, 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 ever since then, I cannot be happy again. Do you understand you're saying the same thing as well? You're, you're also saying that I was only content because of that relationship? So your contentment as well was misplaced and completely based off of that uh, instead of who God is, what he says about you, uh, the relationship that you can have uh, with him. And so, you guys, we've got to ask, what, where am I hoping and looking to find this contentment? And I think for a lot of us, we have misplaced that and we've just assumed that that can only be found in a relationship. And, and guys, that's just, that's just not true. And here's what we also get confused with. We get confused between what our hearts want and what our hearts need. And that is a huge one. Uh, I shared last week, man, 
my, my heart, one, my heart is jacked up, okay? It's like, it's all over the place, how it feels, how I feel about other people. Even like, man, there's, there's things that, that, that I just, I go, what? What is going on? Why am I having this thought? Why am I having this desire? And I'm like, man, that's, that's just, that's crazy, right? Um, and so there's a difference between what my heart wants and what it, it needs. And what I've seen in a relationship with God is God knows what my heart needs. I think I know what I want, but he knows what I need. In fact, we see in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But once again, my heart's very, like, when it's leading, when I'm allowing it to lead me, it's confusing, it's conflicting oftentimes, but he knows what those desires are. And if you're single, are you disqualified from the fulfillment of your heart? Right? Is that only contingent off you being in a relationship? And here's what you're going to need to know and understand. Uh, the Bible is not in agreement with that. Okay? In fact, Paul, uh, who wrote much of the New Testament, he says this in 1 Corinthians 7, 7 and 8. He says, I wish that all were as myself am. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. He says this then in verse 32. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. Okay, so what he's saying here uh, is that, that in his life, he's seen that singleness isn't um, a burden. Uh, it isn't um, this, this thing that, that means I'm less than. He actually turns it upside down and he says, this has become a gift to me. This has actually become a gift. Now, I'm not asking you tonight to just like completely in a 30-minute talk go, man, my singleness is just a gift. You walked in just discouraged with your life and you walk out and you're like, it's a gift. And you meet people and they want to date you and you're like, no, my singleness is a gift. Okay, and, and you can't have that gift, right? You know, like, that's not what uh, I'm saying. But there is a perspective and there is a mindset here that Paul has hit on. And, and I think it bleeds into the contentment, right? He's realized that there is something special about being able to have this un, um, undistracted relationship with God. And, and, and so what he's hitting on here is not that, oh, you can't have that if you're married, but he's saying, man, there's something special about being single and having a relationship with God. There's just something special about it. And, 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 and I think what, what he's really below the surface, going deeper and deeper, is he's, he's bringing about uh, and teaching us that there is this deep satisfaction that can only come through a relationship with Jesus and anything else, anything, even marriage, can get in the way of that. And this deep relationship with Jesus should supersede everything else. And, and your ability to live in that and, and to pursue that, um, it will lead you and take you to this place of contentment and, and this place of actually 
looking at your life where, where, where maybe you're like, why don't I have this and have that? Where you actually are able to turn that upside down and go, I don't have these other things. Nothing right now is hindering that. And you actually start to get to appreciate this depth of relationship with God that you've never had before. And so I think that's, that's, that's the reality that we see in Scripture. And so you've got to ask, are you going to allow culture to define what's going to make you happy? And I would say this, that is a never-ending game. Because you're always going to feel like you've not yet arrived. You're just always going to feel that way. Guys, I've felt that way all throughout my life. Every time I hit a milestone or hit something, I am quickly reminded that there's something more that I should have, should be doing, or that my family could be better, my position could be better, I could have more. And there's always that expectation. At the end of the day, you just got to go, man, what am I going to rest my hope in? What am I going to rest my contentment on? Where is that going to uh, come from? And, and so... Guys, I want to just challenge you. Is, is God an option in that? Is God, the, is God the peace that you need to place there? Or are you just going to continue to live a life of comparison? And guys, a life of comparison will rob you of joy. It will rob you of peace. It will rob you of uh, contentment, Okay. And, 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 I, and I just want to close with, with, this, with this thought, with this truth. And I wish, I wish you guys could be, sometimes I wish you guys could just, I wish I could bring you into my office and, and just let you listen in to some of the conversations I have with couples. You guys, a romantic relationship does not mean that you're going to be happy. It doesn't, okay? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, if I just have that, that does not equate to happiness, okay? It, um, it doesn't equate to intimacy. There, there's, there's there, like, we're all craving this deep intimacy in, in relationship, and, and I know a lot of couples that have no intimacy. But they're, they're a couple, they're in a relationship, and I would say this, a relationship does not mean that you're going to experience sacrificial love. And so I, I think for some of you, one, if you've allowed this narrative about who you are and what's wrong with you to overtake you and it's led you into this kind of this isolated space, come out of that. And then for those of you who are like, I have to find that person. I have to get this. I have to establish this relationship. I have to find that person. I want to just walk you back a little bit because um, it's going to take you into a place where you're pursuing something and you're actually going to hijack God's plan and his process for your life. And, and guys, I, I've said this before. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine turning over in the morning, looking at my wife and going, man, that... That's not God's best for me. I can't even imagine that feeling of like going, man, I, I took matters into my own hands. Guys, God knows the desires of your heart. Trust him with it. 
he, by nature, is perfect and his timing is perfect. Just pursue him, walk with him. You will find a contentment, you will find a peace, you will find a hope, uh, and it will not rest on any relationship or any other outcome like that.